What's up, everyone? If you want to see us doing these podcasts, go to our profile section, click on the Patreon link, and become a patron. Not only will you get the visual element, but we also have BTS or behind the scenes footage of what goes down after the podcast. <laughs> go ahead and join us, and we look forward to seeing you over there. So I know there's a couple of things we wanted to discuss that's going on in the yeah, world. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so one thing that with? caught me off guard, mm-hmm. I'm just going to jump right in. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but I know that Beyonce released Black is King. Mm-hmm. And I was really taken aback to see that a lot of people were talking about um, her exploiting Black culture. Or, mm-hmm. Well, not, I'm sorry, Afri- very specifically. African culture. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see anybody talking about that? Did you watch it? Did you? Okay, did you... Two, two things. And shoot, I'm, I'm probably going to lose this clip and I'll just come back to it. But um, number one, I have not seen it yet. I think it's only being broadcast on Disney Plus, although the, yeah. I think two of the videos have been released on YouTube. And I had them queued up, but I just wanted to wait and talk and like sit down and see. Um, so I have not seen, I've only seen clips. Mm-hmm. I've only seen clips. But as far as the controversy that you're talking about, yes, I have seen... Um, people talking about that. And a matter of fact, I'm going to read to you what I read just to kind of give a synopsis of what we're talking about. And then I'll give you my thoughts. I'm so sorry, y'all. Well, I look this <laughs> up. Um, but I, I do want to see it, though. You think they're going to release it anywhere? Eventually, probably. Yeah. I think so. that Disney just has exclusive. And what's funny is I do have Disney Plus, but I, I yeah. just haven't watched it. But what little I saw, I was like, okay, cool visuals. I did think yeah. it was a little sonically redundant as mm. far as hearing her do the uh, da 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 you are the top of the da 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 yeah, you know yeah, that yeah. kind of rap singing thing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's cool. Like, but the cadence and, and the and the range yeah. seemed very familiar to me from like, but it is kind of a unofficial continuation of her Lion King work, I guess. But you know I what? love the visuals though. I, I know the, the visual, visuals. Yeah. Yeah. The visuals I've seen have been amazing. And she's been on top of that for some years now. So that I kind of expected. Um, as far as the music, I think the, the movie is like an hour and some change. Mm-hmm. So hopefully the redundancy isn't all the way through, but I don't know. Yeah. Now, um, I did see a thing where it's, it's very Moses-esque, where she's mm. like putting a baby down. And the vocals were beautiful. Now, just to be clear, ain't nobody saying that I think Beyonce can't sing. Right, I'm yeah, just saying yeah. that at one point, I know some of her stands are going to like twist it into something. Like, mm. it sings very well. Mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. that at one point she was... Um, some of the vocals I heard were delivered in a way that was very familiar to me and reminiscent of stuff yeah. that I've heard her do yeah. in the recent past. And I was like, uh, at first, like, it's more of this. But the little ballady lullaby part that I heard was, was, was beautiful. It's beautiful. And um, I like that she's yeah. incorporating all of these other artists. But I'll tell you, as a Black person, I was just like, okay, cool. These are cool visuals. Yeah. I love that she's sharing aspects like from Africa. I, I know that Black people... Americans in general get criticized as viewing Africa as a country right. instead of as a continent comprised of many countries right. and many distinct cultures and also distinct ethnicities mm-hmm. within. Um, so I get it, but I never once thought, oh, she's showing us what all of Africa was. Right. I just thought this is some cool stuff the way, you know, like Madonna mm. made use of Roman Catholicism in- imagery. I didn't think that she was the queen of you know, Catholics, you know, yeah, yeah, and like, <laughs> right. You know, like, you well, know, you know, 
<laughs> okay, so speaking of which, I'm going to jump in with this, with, with that controversy. So here's one person. I don't know who this person is. Someone who goes by the handle No Name. And apparently oh, this rapper. is... Oh, okay. So the rapper, yeah. And she apparently was in some controversy with J. Cole and... Uh-huh. Well, who's the other rapper who was involved with, with that? With a bunch of them, but J. Cole and also... Uh... What's his Kendrick name? Lamar. He, okay, another one. The one who did something with Brand, dude. Um, he has a twin brother who's gay or bi, or a brother who looks oh, just like. Oh, about uh, Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper. Yeah, there's some triangle or thing going on with him. But anyways, anyways, so she said on Twitter or whatever, she said, "We love an African aesthetic draped in capitalism." Hope we remember the black folks on the continent whose daily lives are impacted by U.S. imperialism. If we can uplift the imagery, I hope we can uplift those who will never be able to access it. Black liberation is a global struggle. And then people went in on her and, and had some, you know, some thoughts about that whole concept. Before even hearing her say that, that did not cross my mind from the images that I saw. My thing you know? is, this is, <laughs> this is the thing. It's just funny to me why one, one, one troublesome part about being a successful black person is that, mm-hmm. that, that, that I think is very unfair. Especially black that because yeah. be, because of colonialism and systemic oppression mm-hmm. in our history, we kind of look upon that one in a million super like supernova successful black person to like be everything. Everything. And I'm like, I get, I get it. I hear right. you. Right. But Beyonce would try to talk. <laughs> I know that wasn't even her angle. You know what I mean? And even from like a surface level, the fact because what I have seen people in response to it, aside from No Name, is that they felt empowered, they felt uplifted, they felt celebrated. Now you got little black girls. I've seen the videos already. Little black girls are doing a choreography, talking about the queens that she and was kings, different skin tones, Dif- different body right, types, different body types. Were thicker exactly. for once. They weren't all just these super skinny right. like light skin or, or white like i was like, exactly okay, so she's showing variety and also right. what, what the funniest crit- critique to me was oh she's centering herself uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, i don't even know I how mean, to, like what angle i don't either i don't either the thing is that where they were like she's centering herself in this african as the artist she's going to be implicitly that's the pr- that's the centered. purpose of the art right and, if, and this is the thing that's also weird in this new generation yeah. Since when did being light skin make you less black? Like this whole thing of like she's not yeah. really black. I've been seeing that. Right. And it made you know, me that's, think of, yeah. It made me think of that experience I had with the um with the uh, with the event coordinator. Oh right, right. Event. Yeah. Who said that you your struggle yeah. is not like her, that yeah, person. Like, I don't know if like, her not okay, black yeah. the way she's black. So right. So you know and don't get yeah. me wrong. Colorism is a thing. I it understand is. that. It is. Uh, also, male privilege. I had certain privileges because I'm a guy that I can get It with. is. But I've just been seeing more and more that anytime somebody's like the least bit caramelly, their yeah. blackness is questioned. Yeah. Like, and I mean, beyond just Beyonce, just on social media, I'm like, when did mm-hmm. we start doing that? Like, we are various shades, even without being biracial or even without being white passing. Like, we come in all different yeah. like, eye colors, skin colors, feature mm-hmm. combinations hair texture so i'm like when did, i don't right. like that like this idea of policing beyonce's blackness i'm like <laughs> what, what do you want her to do if she goes full african with a hairstyle she's being fake if she lets her hair be more curly oh just that mixed aesthetic if she's right. it, oh she's using european it's like mm-hmm. she can't i feel like we put her in a position 
and, it's, and I hate that y'all are making me argue on behalf of Beyonce because I'm not even a stan. But, right. I, but, but <laughs> I feel like y'all are making me sound like mm-hmm. a stan. But I feel like y'all put, you know, obviously not you, but I feel like so many people put her yeah. in positions where she can't win. I'm like, right. I, I just want to tell some people like, okay, what would you have her do? Mm-hmm. What, what's the route that would make you happy? Because she's featuring and employing all these right. artists from Africa. Mm-hmm. She's ha- And the designers. All the clothes she was wearing were all black designers. We're talking about buy black, buy black. Well, here is an example of one of the most powerful, influential entertainers doing just that. How come that's not being highlighted? Now, what I will say, the only critiques that I saw that were legitimate mm-hmm. were, A, people were like, some people for who are African from different parts of Africa. I saw some right. Nigerian people, yeah. um, mainly Nigerian people, because I happen to be friends with some of them on Twitter, saying that, and some South African people from just all, all over. But they were saying um, they didn't like the fact that she was kind of reinforcing this idea that, that um, we African people and from mm-hmm. Africa, like I'm speaking for them, I'm kind of paraphrasingly quoting mm-hmm. them, that we all just hang around lions out in the wilderness and that we all just walk around. She was like, the imagery she's using is kind of exotic. It's kind of like exoticizing African mm-hmm. people in a way that white people have done for years, mm-hmm. and they're not really showing the how whole. Like, like she was some. I saw a lot of African people saying we don't walk around with tribal paint on our faces with lions all day, and mm-hmm. also, I saw a lot of African people saying we should. We're not all kings and queens, nor should we have to be in order to be respected or to feel good about ourselves. I mean, that's true. And so that's something that I always see. A lot, I see a lot mm-hmm. of black people, especially the whole tap people, do mm-hmm. like, oh, we were Egyptian kings and queens. You a king? You a queen? Yeah. If we were all kings and queens, who are the subjects? Right, right. Like, so, and you this know, is idea that we have to all be, like, we, we're not, I, it feeds into black exceptionalism into where I feel like the part yeah. that scares me is that I heard them saying I agree with, black people aren't allowed to just exist and be worthy. In right. order to be worthy, we have to be some big old, big old thing, yeah. The conversation of it all. Yeah. I feel like that, I feel like that's birthed out of many different things. And maybe one of the reasons that that is so prevalent now is because for so long, like, you know, growing up, we would see the commercials where it seemed like Africa was the most poorest country. Like yeah. everyone is, <laughs> yeah. is hungry. Everyone is, you know, is, is walking barefoot. They don't have clothes. They don't have, they live in only huts. They don't even have houses. You know what I mean? It's a third world place. And so maybe the emphasis on we were kings and queens is to combat that to some extent, see, but we I, need balance. And you're right. Balance. I saw people saying the same thing is, is that like, but if she had the people looking poor, but people are saying like, can you just show us being regular? That's right. You're right. Yeah. The ba- you're right. They were yeah. like, yeah. but I did yeah. see people say exactly what you're saying. And I totally get that, that yeah. she's trying to combat. Like yeah. it's, it's taking it's swinging the pendulum all the way, right. To all the way <laughs> right. Left. And, 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 and again, I do feel like, one of the penalties of being a successful black person is that it's incumbent upon us mm-hmm. to fix everything. I think yeah. it's an unfair burden. It is. I feel like no matter which direction she went, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been enough for someone. And no, some, it's always going to be criticism of people. Yeah. Like it would have been like, why couldn't you like, because as an artist, you want to portray things that are grandiose. You don't mm-hmm. necessarily want to convey mundane unless it's literally literally an aesthetic like an emo right. kind of like goes so regular like billy eilish kind of does like a a mundane psychedelic things mm. you know but beyonce's thing is big and grand like she's always kind of done it that way no matter what culture she was drawn from yeah um yeah. 
whether it's European cultures or whatever, it's always going to be like a big production of it. Damn, she's staying so, true to who she's always been. <laughs> yeah, so. I just, so, some people, I found myself feeling like, this ain't the, I think we can have nuanced conversations without having to attack her. Part yeah. of me feels like that Adam Totes comic, like, shh, shh, let people enjoy things. Like, no, you for know, real. Like, yeah. can people just enjoy, like, yeah. Cause and I, I don't, don't want, no, I was going to say, and I don't always even trust, I mean, I, I do see, like you said, there's some valid points about some of the criticism, but especially with some of these other artists, I still think if they're hating on her, they're going to just find something negative to say. And that is not even really coming from a place of them having the heart of Africa or black people, you know, at their forefront either. It's just, you know, they don't like Beyonce for whatever reason. Because I, I keep seeing she's overrated. She's overrated. I see this a lot. And I think that when you already think that someone's overrated, but yet they're being uplifted, then you're going to really go in on their accomplishments and their effort to whatever they're doing musically, culturally, et cetera. You know what What's I mean? What's so, so ironic is that for so many people, for so many black people, in their attempts to be special right. by trying to go against the grain, they're throwing themselves right into a whole nother, like, predictable-ass category of people. Yeah, exactly. That I'm special because I don't go with what everybody else says. I don't like what everyone else likes. Right. Look at me. Everybody else likes Beyonce, but I don't. It's the whole yeah. I'm not like other girls thing. You know? <laughs> right. I'm not like other girls. Like, I like watch football and, like, I don't even right. wear makeup. Like, I'm not like other girls. It's the, that's yeah. what they're doing. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I don't listen to Beyonce. And I go, okay, you want mm -hmm. your medal yeah. in the mail? Like, You know, another thing that you just made me think of, in addition to hearing and seeing a lot of people say that she's overrated, I also see a lot of people saying that y'all need to stop worshiping her like as a God. You know what I mean? She's not y'all's God and all of that. And I just feel, I've always noticed that though, like anytime someone is like, I've seen this with Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, mm. Beyonce, Prince, James Brown. Anytime someone is mm. like so highly lifted, it's like there's a sect of people who feel like we're worshiping them. And in and, and, and some sense, maybe some people are. <laughs> maybe some people are. Yeah, so, but at the same yeah. time, again, I just feel like it comes back to that place that people want to feel empowered. And like you said, they want to go against the grain. And it's, it's like, I don't know, man, we say Black Lives Matter until we don't agree. And then all of a sudden it's attack, 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 you know, so I don't know. No, it, it's that's. And that's on periods. Yeah. On period. Yeah. But I'm going to check it out because, like I said, I haven't seen it. Um, everyone that I, anyone that I know personally who's watched it, the whole thing, um, they've said, you know, they felt empowered. They felt connected. They thought it was aesthetically beautiful. You know, they thought the songs were cool. Um, and they, they appreciate her effort, what she's doing, quote, for the culture, which is a, a thing now. Mm. You know what I mean? So I just feel like, I don't know, man. We're always just tearing each other down. And so who, who, yeah. as a community, what do we want? Well, like, it's, it's the thing is when you don't know that your value is innate and immutable, yeah. Yeah. then other people being uplifted feels like a threat. It does. And I think all of us, yeah. if we could really be real with ourselves and introspective, we've at least experienced a moment of that oh, in yeah, our lives, of course. even if it yeah. wasn't about Beyonce where mm -hmm. someone else was getting shine and we felt threatened by that, mm -hmm. even though their shine was well-deserved, had nothing yeah. to do they'd done us no wrong. Right. But I just know at times in my life where I felt the most upset or threatened or like grieved by someone else's success, there were the times when I felt the least good about myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, but I'm, I'm about to take it to hold. But I, <laughs> I think a lot of black people, I talk about the doll study a lot because I find it fascinating. I feel like people don't talk about it enough. 
but the study with the little kids that led to um, the integration of schools was part of what led to the integration of schools um, in the U.S. The fact that the results are still the same today mm -hmm. and what they show is that all of us, mm -hmm. including black people, by the, as young as single digit years, we, we already have in us as the truth that, mm -hmm. white, that whiteness is superior and blackness oh, is inferior. Yeah. And I feel like because most of us don't do the, the hard work to really dig in and dismantle that. Mm -hmm. Don't do the shadow work. Out in a lot of ways because it's impossible to think you're worthy if you were raised thinking that you're innately less than. Yeah. And so, you, of course, you're just going to, it's going to piss you off when you see other people kind of ascending in mm -hmm. a socioeconomic status. Yeah. Um, and the whole capitalist arguments are so laughable to me, especially from celebrities who, <laughs> like, what are you... And in Africa, they don't, Nigeria, they just would give away food right. like, freely from the sky. And they right. would, you know, like, come on, mm -hmm. like, and, and again, so that's all on Beyonce? Yeah. You know, side note, or maybe on a lighter note, one thing I do appreciate, appreciate about Beyonce, because she gets a heavy criticism a lot, all the time, and I'm sure in some way it reaches her, is that she keeps doing her thing. You know what I mean? From the she time she did the nothing, she the nothing. nobody. Right, yeah. exactly. Like if I if, aspired to that. If but. unbothered was a celebrity, then <laughs> <Right. laughs> it is Beyonce Knowles. Oh, oh excuse me, Beyonce. Is she she's her last name? Beyonce Knowles Carter. Carter, Carter yeah. I'm, Beyonce I'm, Carter. Beyonce whatever. Carter, no, Anyways, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think that's that's pretty cool. And you know, that's kind of a testament to where you have to do what you, you for your conscience is leading you because people are always going to criticize. Someone is not going to celebrate with you. You know, they're going to try to tear you down and try to um, discredit your efforts. You know what I mean? But you have to continue pushing forward if you feel what you're doing about, is right. So one of the hardest things about being an artist is having a point of view. I tell my clients this all yeah, the time. Not being so easily influenced. Yeah. I just had a conversation with a friend recently. Her daughter is trying to do some stuff on YouTube. I'll keep it vague on purpose, but Basically, her daughter is kind of like wimped out <laughs> a couple of times. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we're talking about how like it's so hard to put yourself out there because no matter what you do, yeah, they're going to come for you and attack you. If they you're are. perfect, they'll attack you for being perfect. But you yeah. know, there have been college courses taught on why people hate Beyonce. Um, wow. So, yeah, yeah. You can like Google that. But people just hate when someone when they feel like someone's trying to be perfect. Yeah. Oh, yes. People hate that. Like yes. in, in marketing, there's something called a damnable admission. And it's, yeah. when, it's the reason why people love marriage Blige. It's why mm. people love when people love when you admit a fault or a flaw yeah. that allows you to be more endearing to them mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. more relatable. So mm -hmm. a lot of times um, celebrities will do this selectively if they have a good team yeah. um, to like kind of maximize things. But Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we actually, the, the sad truth is people don't actually, people who don't feel good about themselves, which is most people from my perspective, mm -hmm. you don't really like to see someone actually being confident and actually succeeding. And I know what's funny is some people watching now are like that. And I hate to see like, damn, I'm on your Patreon. I just see like it's the norm. Like most yeah. people get triggered. Like we say, oh, love yourself, you know, believe in yourself. But as soon as someone seems like they actually are, mm -hmm. Most people find it kind of irritating a little bit. And <laughs> they do. Like, that should be me. If she don't deserve it, he don't deserve it. And oh, and we pick apart right. this 
No, no, I just... It reminds, it reminds me of an episode of Moesha actually, that I just watched. Moesha's on uh, Netflix yeah, now. Yeah. And it was an episode where Kim wanted to be a cheerleader. Cheerleader? Do you remember? Did you watch My Moesha? Mo. Yeah. I'm good to go. <laughs> go. That's where I got, oh, yes, it's all to the good. To the good, yeah. Gabriel yeah, right. yeah, right. Yeah. Side note. Okay, if you go back and watch, because that, that was episode like two. If you go back and look at Gabrielle Union, she looks just like someone who's very popular right now, but in a negative light. Just go back and look. I don't, I don't really know if I want to uh, say it right now. Maybe we'll come uh, back in the next podcast and be like, hey, did y'all check it out? Oh, There's, she looks like Republican girl. Yes, yes, Candace. I can, I can see can her. Can you in see my it? Mind. Yeah, I remember that I was episode. Like, yeah. Remember, actually, I remember thinking like this because. I had Brandy-ish friends or Moesha-ish friends where yeah. it was all good when, yeah. when I'm below you. Yeah. I'm getting a shot. Like when I, for me, I was, a, I was in college, but when I had like a whole crew of friends, we were so tight. Mm-hmm. And that's because they was all amazing. They had all these opportunities. They were super talented vocalists, producers, whatever. Mm-hmm. When, when I started to get the record deals and the YouTube stuff, they all turned on me one by one. Yeah. And it was kind of like, you don't deserve How come you get that? And I don't. And suddenly... Yeah. And they were like, oh, you know, he feels this way, he feels that way. They hadn't even spoken to me. Right. You know, like right. we weren't even around each other anymore. Mm-hmm. But they just, and, and some of them have come back to apologize, just put it out there. But I've experienced it firsthand, even in my own family, where mm-hmm. people, um, it's easy to support you when you're like, when, they, when you're viewed as being down here. But if you start yeah. to ascend, especially yeah. if I feel like you're passing me by, oh, come back, nigga. You know, and so right. it's like, let me take you down. I even yeah. had, a friend of both of ours who had to talk, talk, tell something. He's like, he, <laughs> I have, we have a friend mm-hmm. with hair. Um, mm-hmm. And at one point I had to like check him because he was starting to get really jerky and like kind of like be hypercritical of me. He's like, well, I have to humble. You have to keep you humble. Mm-hmm. Everybody's praising you so much. I got to humble you. And mm-hmm. I was like, who the fuck? Are you? How lacking in humility yeah. is even the thought process that it is upon Didn't you do that. to humble yeah. someone else? Like, who are you that you like... I gotta keep you humble because you know all the success you're gonna start thinking you you know I see a lot of people praising you I gotta, I gotta take you down a couple notches it's a it's an ugly part of human nature I'm always trying to catch myself with that the yeah. more, and I'm very honest with myself I'm human too but mm-hmm. as soon as I feel like oh why he gets it mm, what's that really about how are you not feeling fulfilled in your life right now right what's going on with you and mm-hmm. yes even though we don't know Beyonce personally I think a lot of the people criticizing her some have valid points a lot of it's just plain old hate. I mean, it is. if she was a lesser hate known Rita. artist, it would have been. Because how come, where's this energy for all the rappers now? To be fair, No Name came after rappers. But where's this energy for all the rappers and these other artists who are not even trying to uplift nobody? I know. Like, where's but a matter of fact, and, and their work is being glorified too. So right. who knows? But you're going to come after Beyonce for not giving you a comprehensive right. like a comprehensive analysis of like the African diaspora throughout the ages like right. goddamn it's a mess man you know? that's a mess um this is such a side note and I know we didn't plan to talk talk about this but I just want to for a brief second you know when we talk about um when we talk about issues like this and like what can be done to help people to change their perspective and mm-hmm. to evolve and to see things in a different way, or at least be empathetic and not attack, et cetera, et cetera. And we talk about the role of entertainment and movies and stuff and how there are many narratives that, that are pushed out to kids at young ages. And that's how they, you know, they develop and start to see the world. So back to Moesha for a second, you know, <laughs> in that episode, I was fo- for me, the pulse of the show is Kim. 
Kim to me is hilarious. I love her personality the most. But this episode, when they were talking about her weight, and let me preface by saying this, even if Kim was whatever overweight is to be, even if she was, it still wouldn't have made a difference. Mm -hmm. But they were really going in on her on that episode about she's so overweight and, and she, and her character was the one that was so boy crazy and oh, whatever. And I was like, you know, this, even at a young age, I don't know if I realized it then, but I'm sure it had had an effect, but you see the narrative already where, okay, this is the overweight friend who can't, you know, hold back her emotions. She just wants boys, boys and sex, sex, sex. And she's over the top and she's all of this. And it's already set in a precedent that overweight is to be, you know, less valued. You know, you, of course you can't be a cheerleader. Of course you're not going to be desired because all the boys want to be with Moesha. No one wants to be with Kim. It's, it's just a mess, man. And, and so since I, I'm in cinematography or was, you know, to a certain extent, these are, I feel like telling stories where we can start to challenge those narratives, you know, those concepts. And I feel like that can help to get the new generation something different to um, see th- a lens through, you know? I'm with you hundred and I just want to share that. It's like a side note. I, no, I, I feel like that's a powerful side note and a very astute observation on your part. And I'll say this, what you just described is also white supremacy. Yes! I've been, re- I've been recommending yes. to everybody to please read Fearing the Black Body by Sabrina Strings. She talks mm. about everything you just said, how mm. white people, they came along and was like, they were really taken aback by how shapely our bodies were, yeah. especially the women. Mm-hmm. And they took it a step further to be like, you know what? They're just so inflamed with their passions. Like, look how they walk around bare chested. Look how they enjoy their food and how they enjoy sex. Because we weren't all prudish and like, oh, uh, who don't mean it? You know, right. whatever. Right. And, you know, and right. we, because we weren't all like, so part of the invention of whiteness mm-hmm. was the creation of this narrative that people of color, so native, like indigenous peoples and African people, how we just cannot control ourselves, how we mm-hmm. have these lusts for taste and for yeah. and like different, you know, bridal passions. Just, and yeah. part of whiteness was the ability to control yourself mm-hmm. and to not give in. And, and, and thinness became a part of whiteness to where um, people were literally like dropping dead in Boston and stuff from, from anorexia, like trying to, like I'm talking about like in like, like slavery times, like, like colonial America, I think because they just could not, it was a part of whiteness because there was a time when people were just people and they happened to be from where they were from. But yeah. part of this invention, they had to try to make these clear delineations. So that is a trope that goes all the way back Mm. to Sarah Bartman, you know, the hot and top. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it goes all the way back to that. And like what I tell people is white people have really taught us. And even that's why I feel like Christianity is complicit in this. Hell yeah. Because one thing that's so interesting to me is that there there are parts of Africa where women walked around bare-breasted freely. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. I say all the time, men didn't walk around with perpetual erections raping everybody. Right. You, know, you people came and you couldn't control yourselves. You were so overwhelmed. You're mm-hmm. the reason why we come in all these different, you're part of the reason why our shades are yeah. a more varied than they would normally be. Right, you know, right. You know, yeah, all yeah, yeah. these DNA tests have quite a bit of European because y'all just couldn't keep your hands off. Right. So y'all were the ones, but... It was, this, it was this narrative that to be larger also means to be more sexualized. Yeah. Even for white people in the pornography of the time or the mm-hmm. burlesque or whatever stuff, they would even also sell, sell like programs and stuff to help women gain weight so they could be more voluptuous to get a man. Mm-hmm. So it's always been like, you know, bigger, more sexualized, but also yeah. this idea that you just can't control yourself. And it's always been tied to anti-blackness. That's at, crazy. At least in this, at least in this country. So 
uh, Fearing the Black Body by Sabrina Strings. It's a really good read. I have. I, I would love to check that out myself. Yeah, I haven't heard yeah. that. So it's, it's very interesting. It's such, she's a slender black woman who's like a vegan or whatever. I think. Yeah. But, but, but she did all. But so it's not like she's just trying to, because um, she probably is a. She kind of looks like what society says she's supposed to look like. But yeah. She but she did all this research and was like, oh damn, like this is fucked up. But it's it's interesting. But that but we mm. we're programmed with this stuff from such young age. It is such yeah. problematic. And I think part of that is this yeah. idea of. Beyonce being lighter skinned and having mm-hmm. long hair, I think just like that thing works with Kim, I think for a lot of black people it's this, oh, I know she thinks she's better than me. Of course. Of course. I know she thinks she's better, even without yeah. the fame. I yeah. know she thinks, I know she thinks this. Yeah. I've gotten that crap. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. We've we talked, the three of us have talked about it before. We all have different, you know, yeah. It, it's 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 a thing. It's it's things. But anyway, I'll tell you, boy, that racism though. Right yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of um, all of that, we're just going to say way into this. <laughs> speaking of all that, let's just do the next, yes. the next topic. Let's yeah. go into this. Um, let's talk about Pose. And let me see if I can go back to... Uh, the category is? The category award is... Award Ceremony Realness. Award Ceremony Realness. Transphobia. Okay, so do you want to set up what's going on with Pose? Um, I feel like you might... Well, I'll say this broadly because you, you probably give some details. Yeah. I was peeping that the the pose cast was kind of like um mm-hmm. campaigning pretty hard on social media to Mary. be um uh considered for nominations for the Emmys. Mm-hmm. And it was considered an insult by many that it was kind of a wash for the women. Because yeah. Billy Porter was nominated again, I think. Again. But none, but none of the none of the women were. And so people were saying it's transphobic or they're trying mm-hmm. to be erased. But the thing that stood out to me, I'm be really real. I'm be all the way real. When I'm watching Pose, mm-hmm. there are many occasions in which I cringe at the mm-hmm. acting. Mm-hmm. But I feel like people like NJ and I love India. I love their personalities. I think at the same time, I think they have star quality. I think mm-hmm. they have X Factor. I think they have beauty. I think mm-hmm. they've got what it takes. I think they're. I think the fact that they're novices, though, when it comes to acting, to me is extremely obvious at times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of grit and barracks. I'm like, okay, that was an odd delivery. That was a choice. Mm-hmm. But I feel like at times the the woman who plays Blanca, I feel like her spirit carries it through. MJ, yeah. But that's mm-hmm. not really acting, though. Mm-hmm. Like, like I feel like it's a part. It's a it's a special X factor, it quality, star quality, a light within her. But I feel like there are times when I'm like, they're not that good, especially Electra. Okay, let so me tell you, let me tell you what you about to say before you say that you need to understand that. I mean, Billy Porter is clearly just a better actor. Like, I, it's, and I and I, when, I be I be looking for the oppression and everything, but I'm like, come on, y'all, just not. How did you feel about Candy's departure and Angelica Cross? Yeah, that's her name, right? Mm-hmm. How did you feel about her performance on the show and the epitome of it being her? Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, um, Angelica Cross and, you know, with what happens to her mm-hmm. character. Um, were you convinced? Were you moved? Were you pulled in by her performance in that particular episode or even throughout the season? I think Angelica is one of the stronger actresses of the show. Mm-hmm. And I was moved, but more so from a place of the little gay boy inside me was relating to a whole bunch of stuff. They yeah. got me with the whole, I felt like her acting was good. 
Mm-hmm. Was it Emmy Good? Like I think of people like Viola Davis mm-hmm. or or the woman, the white girl from ha- white girl, the white she's white, the white woman from Handmaid's Tale. Oh like, yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. like acting, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even like I've been seeing some episodes of Hannah on Amazon, like the fighting. Oh, Hannah, I heard about Hannah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to look that like up. Like the the black girl on Hannah, like some of the acting is it's so good, mm-hmm. and so. Um, even on, uh, I've been watching the show Nosferatu, which has mm-hmm. a, such a silly premise, but the acting from the white, this white female lead mm-hmm. is so strong. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a, a there, and there's also a black girl, a light skinned black girl on that same show who I support. Cause mm-hmm. I like her YouTube channel and the acting is not as, as strong. Yeah. I don't know, I'm just really good at being objective. Cause I feel like I don't want... I don't want us to bully people into giving us awards mm-hmm. or us to start lowering our standards and thinking that everything is, and is there some transphobia probably because mm-hmm. the world kind of is right now, or at least our society is in the mm-hmm. States. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, as far as my opinion about, about the acting, um, I'm going to kind of run through the characters, you know, we're just having, you know, open discussion. Um, I, I cringe the most. Okay, first, let me just preface. Let me just say this. I, I think it's wonderful. <laughs> I think it's... I enjoy Pose. I'm going to keep watching it. I think it's wonderful. Um, you know, I'm so glad for the representation that's happening. Same. You know, so Same. that is all at the forefront. Now, as far as assessment of these acting skills, I cringe the most at Electra. Um, it's... You, you, already, you already perfectly described it. I mean, the, her pacing, her lack of emotional output in her face like everything to me is just like oh this is really novice you know this 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 is not professional to me and i know people are oh but she's the she's the energy of the show her reads her reads her reads and i'm like y'all even even that seems you're right right first of all the reads are the writers but even her delivery like there's one particular scene where they're in a restaurant and she goes off on this white woman whatever even and she gets a little sip of water and then she keeps going back even to me that was like force in a sense it, i mean it was cute but it wasn't like you know all of that convincing to me so anyways um i do enjoy india and i enjoyed her story with poppy mm-hmm. um and and there were moments where she she yeah. really had me and i could feel her pain with you know trying to pass in the industry or whatever and then but she has some moments I'm like mm, not that mj i agree with you about mj she's convincing as well but more at times it does feel like it's a passion thing and not so much execution as an actress mm-hmm. Um, and to be quite honest, it's kind of the Angelica thing is weird because I didn't really care about her character from an emotional standpoint up until what happened. You know what I mean? And I think the reason why that pulled me in is because I just enjoyed the the well, enjoyed the whole production of it. You know, even the ending song with "Never Felt Love Like This Before," and the, and the way that you know she made her exit. And then I'm also thinking about her in American Horror Story, and I really enjoyed her in that. You know, mm-hmm. so I do think she is a growing budding actress and she has skill. Absolutely. I agree. Um, Billy, now Billy, I, Billy is someone I'm convinced by. I think he played his, his role really well. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. So all that to say is transphobic, um, is transphobia a reason why none of them got, you know, nominated? I can't speak to that in the sense of, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I but I did hear is that it's your peers that, that, determine if you are like nominated or whatever it's not just like a a a, a, a form of like just uh, corporate heads it's actually their peers 
Um, so I guess the peers didn't feel like they were worthy, and that's a tricky and I situation. Feel like stars, they have like they are, MJ has but star quality. Yeah, Angelica has star quality. India, yeah, they do, they do, they do, they but do. I never be watching it like, damn, they acted the fuck out of that scene. Like I don't yeah. ever feel that way. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't. And um, and now I will say this though. I don't remember it feeling like this in the moment, but when I went back to watch that scene with um, Candy, I did tear up throughout that episode, and I'm not sure why. I guess I guess for some reason that it hit me at that time. So maybe everyone else was feeling that at the, the first time, you know, and I'm a, everyone else, you know, was feeling at the first time they feel that that's Emmy worthy. I don't know, um, but I, I like want to. The very just, theme itself is so relatable to most LGBT. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Yeah, so like, I you know, you don't even have to like do yeah. much. Like I'm a. <laughs> You know, I watched I watched Angelica's. I don't know if you saw her um, her response to none of them getting nominated. She no, she put up like a ten minute video. It was okay. I hope this doesn't come off as shade. She was being herself. She wasn't acting, but what I felt in her message was so strong. Like I was like, oh my gosh, I feel your pain so much. But you don't be doing this on the show. <laughs> So anyways, moving on. Okay, so right. Yeah, yes, that's what I'm saying. Like you got you got you got to use it, you know what I mean? You got I, to push. Right, you know, I think I think if they can if they can pull more of that into, you know, into the show, especially India. Um, well, India like I said, I like India too and, and she's I, really, she's really passionate. Where I was like, "Oh." Yeah. And then there are other moments like, "Poppy." Yeah, like, right, know, there right. Was, there are other moments. You got to like, be consistent. There has to be consistency. Yeah. 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 And to be honest, I can't think of any moment with Billy that I was like, mm, that wasn't convincing. Um, although I wasn't a big fan of the love scene, the first, the love scene between him and, and old boy, but we'll get to that another time, you know, anyways, um, here's what I want you to say about Billy though. And I'm going to play this clip and I'm, for those of you who are on Patreon and you're actually viewing this, I'm going, if I'm allowed to, I'm going to try to put the clip in because not only hearing his tone, I want you all to see his, his physical movements. You know, but at least you can listen to what this is about to say. Hold on. The fact that we're in the building. Oh, no, wait. Is the point. Wait. Right? Oh, uh, hold on, y'all. Fuck. Okay, here we go. And we're coming in five, <laughs> four. Y'all, I'm on this. I'm on the Shave Room website, and it's, like, taking me all over the place. Five, four, three. Where is it? And two, I'll probably just edit this part out. Um, I'm so sorry, y'all. Is this it? I know, right? We'll be right back. <laughs> we will be right back. I had it. And then I then it then it didn't um Remember Saturday morning cartoons. After these messages, right. we'll be, we'll right, be right back. back. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna take a minute. I'm just gonna pull it back up again. All right, here we come. So I want to all right, here we go. So hopefully it'll play right away. Bittersweet for you to know that this win is amazing and historic, but the women from Pose were kind of ignored. They weren't nominated. Uh, I don't live in I don't live in bittersweet. I live in the present. I live in the positive. The fact that we're in the building, the fact that we're in the building, is the point, right? We're in the building. The world has changed. Period. That's where we are, and now we got another season, and now they'll get their shot. 
So that was 2019 okay. when he, when he was, when he was, uh, now when I first heard that and you, and if you see his demeanor and you're good with hearing tones and hearing people's, I ain't gonna lie. I did think that I was like, Ooh, okay. That, it felt a little dismissive to me. You know what I mean? And I was like, mm, okay. And here's what India said in response. And, and I'm just going to read it. She didn't, mm. it's not an actual clip. India responded, and for those who don't know, India is, is a character who plays, um, what's her character? Angel. Angel, yes. So it's confusing because Poppy's name is actually Angel. Oh, right. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah it, it is. Real life. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so India responded because someone reached out to um, India and said, you know, I, I, need to, I need you to address this. You know, what are your thoughts? So India said, quote, for now, I'll say, I'm not responsible for the ways Billy or any other cis man or person fail to represent, acknowledge, or directly support me and the other incredible and brilliant trans talent on our show. I'm also hurt and disappointed, have been for a while, period. And, and like, like a literal period, like that's it. Um, so here's my thing. What I do know is that there are many gay men, especially black gay men, who are transphobic they are um, you know this is <laughs> this is hell right to, exactly this is not uncommon hell to the yeah like right. i don't even yeah yeah and so yeah. am i saying i'm not saying that that billy is but what i am saying is that you know it's easy to not have empathy for trans women especially if you don't see them as have that having values. Transphobia is built into black gay culture. Yeah, exactly. By which I mean, because not all black gay men subscribe to the same thought patterns, but black gay culture, broadly speaking, is Mm -hmm. um, we is a masculinity worship. So the the closer you are to femininity, right, um, the, the less valuable you are. Mm-hmm. And so to actually be a woman is mm-hmm. the worst. And that's because, yes. yeah, well, you know, so like it's, it's, it's inbuilt and also mm-hmm. black men, black people tend to fall into a trap sometimes mm-hmm. where we feel like because of what we've been through and what our ancestors have been through right? that, and because we can't participate in systemic mm-hmm. oppression of what white people do, Mm-hmm. That we tend to ignore the fact that we do institute microcosmic systems of oppression within blackdom. And that yeah. is something that is a fact. It because is. Because quite often, heterosexual black men are the white people of black people. Mm-hmm. And whoever's closest to that and being cisgendered, I think a lot of black gay men feel like, well, I know, I know what I've been through as a black gay man, so can't nobody tell me nothing. It's like, right. it's, it's, it's not the same. Yeah. It's, I think it's easy to be dismissive. And Billy only recently acknowledged that he had to deal with his own issues with his own femininity. So you used to tell me mm. that he's fully okay. Like, I think a lot of us do yeah. what white people do, where we think, well, I don't hate trans people, so therefore right. I'm transphobic. Right. Like, yeah. But we <laughs> yeah. need to go a little bit, a little exactly. bit farther than, mm-hmm. than just than just kind of like acquiescence or like neutrality. Yeah. To like into like blatant opposition to anything that would try to hold them back from mm-hmm. living their full lives. But I really think in that moment, what I got from it was a little bit of stank, but I got I it did. from like, like I got I'm that a too. gay black man. You know what I've been through to get to here? Like y'all need to pay y'all dues the way I paid my dues. What I yes. got. Yeah. Not so much to like an anti-trans thing, but just, mm-hmm. you know, I've I been through 
So when you worked as hard as I worked and been through what I've been through, that's when you can get yours. That's, that, yeah. that's the energy I felt from that. I, I, I agree. And, and while you're saying that, I wanted to pull this up because this is – so what, what, that clip was from 2019, and mm-hmm. now here we are in 2020. Billy got nominated again, mm-hmm. um, and none of the trans women were. And so he, he released this statement. I won't – oh, it's, it's short. So here's what he says, and this speaks to what you just said. He goes – and says, it took me a minute to process all of the conflicting thoughts I had about yesterday. Contacts yesterday was when they found out that none of them, well, none of the trans women, I'm sorry, were, none of the women were um, nominated. A record number of black actors received Emmy nominations this year, myself included. For that, I'm grateful. I've been doing this for a long, long time. It has taken me 30 years to get recognized for my work. If you had told me at 20 that I would win my first Emmy at 50, that I would win all what would have, I don't know if he made a typo, that I would win at all, excuse me, would have been inconceivable. But that I would have to wait that long would have been disappointing, frustrating, heartbreaking. I know the pain of being overlooked so well, too well. When I look at my Emmy win last year, I see the exuberant joyfulness of the faces of my poet's family. My win is their win. And just as we share in each other's happiness, we all share in each other's pain. And then he goes to talk about how, uh, no, I, I should say this. Um, for me, Pose lives at the intersection of art and activism, and that is important to me. But I'm keenly aware that for my sisters, it is much, much deeper than that. This is the story of their lives. And then he goes on to say, I love you, and he tags all of the women from Pose. Um, so I, I wanted to just read that to kind of give an update on how he feels currently about the situation. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, he, he mentioned something that you mentioned, that he's been at this for 30-some years, and he's finally getting recognized. And I kind of get it. Um, and like, even from maybe even like a little selfish standpoint or whatever, like, you know, I've been working at this for so long and I finally got mine. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, someone wants to hijack my moment and dismiss it and say, well, what about me? And you just got started, you know? Now, I don't know how long people need to wait to win their Emmy or whatever, you know, it, I guess it's going to be it's what it's going to be. But I can see the angles, the different angles. You know what I mean? He has been at it for a long time. He feels like he's put in the work and now he's being rewarded. And so then you have these new actresses who feel like they are already Emmy nominated worthy and some feel they are, some feel that they aren't, you know, and I don't know what to say to that. And then, then, then to ask the question, well, is it transphobia that's keeping them back? I don't even know how we would be able to tell per se. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, don't, I really don't have an answer because I know that was the, like the original question for this conversation is transph- is transphobia at work. I don't know. Um, this, I, don't, I don't know. That's all I can say. I I'm feel like it's, it's, it's likely impossible for transphobia to not have some part in it. Well, yes. Because yes. it's yes. just there. Of course. Yeah. However, however, yeah. Yeah. however, right. I just want all oppressed people to be careful mm-hmm. of having the self-awareness i think sometimes when you when you when you've overcome so much yeah you know i've, t- I've talked about this sometimes like there was a time when you know i have a point to say this i was trapped in an attic for three days mm-hmm. when hurricane katrina hit yeah. i was airlifted yeah. off my roof by helicopter i watched people die yeah it was i, I was homeless for a while it was hard as fuck mm-hmm. and i went through a period where I felt superior to people on like a moral life level. Mm. It wasn't something I was even cognizant of on like Mm -hmm. a conscious level, but it was like, do you know what I've been through? You know, like that was what I felt like inside. Absolutely. You you don't know nothing what it's like. And so I kind of felt like, I kind of felt like the world owed me something a little bit, even Mm -hmm. though I was, I was working my ass off for it. 
mm-hmm. but I kind of felt like I was owed something and it took me a while to kind of heal that and to like, mm-hmm. like to, to get over that and yeah. to learn that like life is happening to everybody all the time. And I think sometimes when we are, um, cause not only are they in the spotlight, but they're, their specific form of oppression is in the spotlight right yeah, now. Yeah. And I think that there's a certain kind of, see, you know, this, I have this thing where I know that, that you can lose a loved one and be totally distraught mm-hmm. that your husband died, but also partially enjoy the attention that you're getting. Yeah. Like I'm really a student of human character and I believe mm-hmm. in the, in, in the, in the really murky, uncomfortable messy complexity that is a human being yeah and i just think that like we have this thing that me and my cousin would say i'm not gonna say his name but you know what i'm talking about growing up in new orleans we were like light light skin is not a talent right being light skin is not a talent like yeah. just who you are like uh, being trans is very in hollywood because i'm not mm-hmm. trying to diminish at all what trans people go through especially yeah. trans people of color and black black trans women yeah but it's in vogue to be trans right now how in at least publicly in hollywood who knows the crap they have to deal with behind closed doors but you're not entitled it still has to be merited you don't want to guilt somebody right okay? just and I, yeah and i cringe when black people do this regardless yeah. of their gender orientation or sexual orientation their gender yeah. identity or sexual orientation Mm-hmm. I, when they're like, "Oh, it's because I'm black," I'm like, "Don't, don't do that. You just wasn't that good." Right, right. You work harder, like right. And sometimes, is there anti anti blackness is permeated it permeates throughout everything. So there's probably always going to be a, a few drops, if not a couple's buckets of that. Mm-hmm. But also, sometimes you could probably work harder because mm-hmm. I know people in my life going to be vague who are like, well, "It's because I'm I'm a black man," mm-hmm. and I'm like yes and mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you didn't really put in the work like you need to put in the work you didn't prepare, yeah. you need to prepare you think you're more talented than you are mm-hmm. you have no self-awareness like so-and-so got it and i should be up there with them mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i don't know if you have the right to really say that you have the right to feel that way yeah but that's not the truth right you know like mm-hmm. maybe you could work a little harder maybe yeah. something that you're not good at i mm-hmm. just think it's hard you know we both work with artists all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And I work with many artists who lament to me that they feel like they deserve more. Cause you know, I, it, we both work with artists who are total amateurs and artists who are Grammy winners, Tony winners, whatever. And I hear it from all of them. Like I really deserve. And can't do a lip roll. Right. And, and uh, the, the, the gag is some of, some of these people who, <laughs> <laughs> that was so a little humor they y'all. can't they can't they can't yeah. do a lip roll but they no I, I, see, I see what you're saying yeah it's like okay mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I, I want to tell stories about people that we all know so bad but i'm trying to maintain my career so no um, but i feel you yeah, it's, but it's yeah there's so there's so many people that we both know mm-hmm. who are like i deserve this i deserve that i'm like but you're not doing what he's doing you're not doing what they're yeah. doing like they, they're doing it up here you can't right. possibly really believe that you're on the same level. But a lot now, of back to the Beyonce thing. I know we talked about her a lot, but back to Beyonce. You come on, y'all. You see how hard she works. You know what I mean. And so that whole and concept. I've said this so she's, many times, Michael. And I know she's you underrated. But she's not either one of our favorite voices. Underrated. But if you tell me, if you step to me and say mm-hmm. that Beyonce can't sing, I can't talk to you. Right. Yeah. I can't just. I, yeah, not, the little not, not, <laughs> not my favorite tone. Not my favorite singer. No. Right. But she's the the woman sings damn well. Yeah, she like, sings oh, she down. She just can't even sing. I can't. Your emotions right. are clouding. I can't even right. have a real discussion right. with you as a yeah. professional. Like one thing I teach my coaches is, I mm-hmm. need you to like 
extricate your personal feelings about someone yeah. from what they're actually serving you, mm-hmm. like physically, sonically. Mm-hmm. Like I, have, I know I have clients who I think are jerks, but they sing really, really well. They do, and I, and I have, and I know people who I like a lot, and mm-hmm. they don't sing so well, and we have yeah. to work, you know. But I think sometimes people let it cloud, or or, or some people, it's not my cup of tea the way they use their voice. Mm-hmm. But I acknowledge that they be like we just talked about Avery Wilson. Do I think mm-hmm. he does a lot of riffs and rhymes? Yeah more than what i would like if i was mm-hmm. listening to a recording mm-hmm. yeah but does he also sing his entire whole ass off mm-hmm. also yeah yeah like so a hard question how do we and i don't even just answer this how do we balance or navigate through the people who seemingly do put in the work mm-hmm. and they're good but they're not getting a knowledge you know like and I, I, maybe it'd be easy just to actually think, well, I can't even think of someone to use an example. But I guess just an extension of this conversation, like we want, we want to be self-aware enough to know, okay, I have not really been doing the work I need to, or you know what, I'm not that good yet. I'm not ready to be on the Grammys. But then when you do put in the work and you have improved and you are, you have made strides, but you're still not being seen, then what? Okay, so I think this is where it comes to spiritual development because this is the thing. The yeah. world is not fair. It's not. There, there are many cases in which you will be the most educated, the most skilled, the most talented mm-hmm. person in the room. And someone who's got half of what you got will still get um, acknowledged over you in some cases because of whiteness, because of thinness, because of cisgenderedness, whatever. That's a fact. Yeah. But also, are you doing what you're doing for acknowledgement? And also, I feel yeah. like you really got to check yourself. You're on a fucking TV show. Right, <laughs> right. And I know you want your Emmy, but they got people who are getting evicted from their houses right now. Mm-hmm. You got to practice some gratitude and bring it back to center. And also mm-hmm. all this white supremacy that I lot of talk. Why do we keep these awards have the power that we imbue them with? Mm-hmm. Why do we yes. keep giving so much weight and gravity to what I, these people think? I just had that, that conversation with someone about why is, are the Emmys and the Tonys and the Grammys and all that the standard of your success, of the standard of your work? Exactly, things. exactly. You know what I mean? And I know someone listening to me like, well, you know, well, that's why we got the BET Awards and we got the NAACP Awards and the Image Awards and all of that. And the thing with that is I'm thankful for that, you know, because that did open up avenues where at least we could be celebrated in mm-hmm. some format. Mm-hmm. But to be quite honest... I have seen some people where they still don't see those awards on the same level as the Emmys or Grammys and stuff. Black people, you know what I mean? Like they don't even appreciate that. And so, and then it comes back to them. Why are you in it? Why are you doing it? Is it just to get the white man's or the white people's approval or whatever? Or like you said, from a spiritual standpoint, are you fulfilled with your purpose, with your gift and and your sharing? The fact that you change change people's lives? Because I will say this, no, none of the trans women got any of the nominations but i have seen so many posts and so many messages about how they have changed and transformed people's lives and have been a beacon of light for them you know and i just hope that that as they continue growing in their craft and wanting to win those awards that they also acknowledge that and and let that be highlighted as well because they are doing some great work you know but i think it's funny to me that Ashanti has Grammys and I'm just, <laughs> yeah. and Brian McKnight doesn't have a Grammy for best male vocalist. None. Isn't that crazy? So that to me, that breaks the spell. 
Yeah. That shows you it's not an objective assessment. And not that Ashanti's not talented. Or no, especially as a right? songwriter, because if it right. weren't Ashanti, there'd be no J-Lo, but that's another but conversation. But I believe <laughs> she has multiple Grammys, like one for like best album, one for best vocal or something. She has multiple. Oh, Grammys. this is not for her songwriting. This is like her. Not, look, let me not lie. Let me see. Wait, oh, no, I, I don't even know her career well, that well. What so you could be. Grammys and Ashanti Grammys. You could be right. Um, like what I if, just assumed. Okay, so she, oh, okay, okay. Wait, let me correct myself. She okay. won for best contemporary R and B album. Mm-hmm. She was a nominee for vocal performance for best female vocal okay. performance, okay. and she was a nominee for a bunch of other awards too. So she only won. So she was nominated for best R and B song, best R and B album. Um, oh, that's oh, that's another oh, that's another year. Okay, and, and so what did she, she win again? Nominations, but she won in two thousand three. For what again? For, for um for Ashanti, I guess her self-titled debut album. Okay, so that's for, a Grammy, for a right? Contemporary R and B album for the album. Well, just to kind of take it back to putting it, and I know we're only doing this for the sake of discussion and, and breaking the spell. To put that in a context, on look at Brandy and Monica. The only Grammy that Brandy and Monica have won was the Boys' Mind together. And a lot of y'all think that Brandy is Brandy's like the, the best vocal- right. vocalist, yeah, right? Ever. You know what I mean? So, so you see that it, there's so many factors involved. So. I don't know. You got it. I mean, I get it. Yep, and Be- Brian McKnight was nominated for like, and never won any. Like, it looks like sixteen awards. That's crazy. But for sixteen Grammys, and I don't see a winner for none of these. That's crazy. And he's nominated over and over again. So the fact to me, he's like a male Mariah Carey, a male Whitney Houston in his ability. Yep. Yeah. You know, like he and Luther Vandross are like up there with mm-hmm. people pricing. As far as vocal ability, maybe you may not like their songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah. So I mean. It's yeah, I think it's about. easier said than done, but I was just telling somebody recently, I did a podcast recently where I was interviewed. Um, mm-hmm. you, <laughs> it's so funny with what we do. Where we be, I'd be afraid to say stuff before it's out because you know how um, people would be like, what happened to that? I thought she was on such and such, but I was oh, on yeah. an Apple award-winning podcast. I was on like a big time mm-hmm. podcast or whatever. Um, not that ours isn't, but I was on you know someone else's mm-hmm. podcast. And one of the things we kind of touched on was they kind of asked me like the secret to my success since it's unconventional. Mm. There aren't, there aren't a lot of voice teachers who do what really what we do mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. at the level at which we do it with outside of working for like a university or something. Mm-hmm. And I was explaining to him that part of the secret is I was doing something that I would have done anyway. So what I mean mm-hmm. is I had kind of accepted that I would likely be poor, <laughs> that mm-hmm. I probably would have to struggle a bit that it probably wouldn't make me famous. And I did it anyway, mm-hmm. because I loved it. And mm-hmm. then yes, some notoriety came and some money came and some successes come. But I think part of the reason why is because I wasn't aiming for that specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just genuinely and still now, mm-hmm. and you know, cause we send texts and the voice notes all the time. We're still obsessed with this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, just yeah. on our own, just outside yeah. of doing it for work. Like mm-hmm. just, I think there's something so powerful I've learned that when you, I just, one good thing about this job for the past 20 years is having, is being the proverbial fly on the wall. And I've seen so many artists from all walks of life from all around the world. And I've just seen like, if you make the goal, acknowledge it, acknowledgement and affirmation from the masses, you will never be happy. You know, that remind. I was watching a interview with Lena Waithe. Is that how you say her name, Lena Waithe? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Lena Waithe and um, Ricky Minor. Ricky Minor is like a legendary producer, musician. Um, he's been an MD for many artists, including Whitney Houston for many years. And um, they were talking about 
how, you know, around the time when Whitney was doing the Super Bowl and the bodyguard was about to come up and all that type of stuff, that the goal was never to be recognized and just to win a Grammy or whatever. It was about the artistry and about the expression. And even Whitney said herself that when she had won, she holds the record for the most number one singles, consecutive single number one songs, which is seven in a row. And she said when she won the seventh one, she had no idea. She didn't even know the, the weight of that. She just knew she likes to sing. You know what I mean? And I, I kind of see that in some of those old school artists where, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure I'm, there were times when they knew they were the shit and they were getting all these awards. But it's the whole aspect, as you already mentioned, about for the love and the passion of the craft and, and sharing the message that's the forefront. And then the accolades, if they come, they come. Cool. You know what I mean? But in today's society, everybody, a lot of art, not everybody, but a lot of artists, they're trying to go for the clout. They're trying to, I just want the award. I want the acknowledgement. I want to be seen. I want the most likes. I want the most mentions. You know what I mean? And I think that is fucking up their psyche and their, and their spirit. And if they keep, like you said, if they keep chasing that, it's going to be an endless cycle of disappointment, you know? And so, man, there's sometimes I'd be up in this room and when my voice is so free, which it is a lot, uh, most of the time, thank you. Uh, I just, <laughs> I just love, you know, <laughs> yeah, just the expression, you know, and then wanting to share a message. I just put up a little video and it don't even have to be about, you know, these scene or awards or whatever, but I don't know. I just hope artists can, can stay true to that. And I think that they would be much more satisfied with being able to express, you know, awards I, are great. I get it, but you I know. completely agree. I, Actually, at the podcast, I told a story that I've probably told a million times even here, but how when I was 16 and got my car yeah. and I had early release from, from school, mm -hmm. um, my senior year, I would rush home to, um, to get home before everybody else so that I could sing by yeah. myself. Mm -hmm. There was no social media, nobody to clap. I sounded bad and I low-key knew that, but mm -hmm. I just wanted it for myself and I did it every day. Yeah. I did it every day as, as much as I could. I'm sure sometimes my parents probably came home early or whatever, but yeah. as much as I could, I did it. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to be alone and sing just for me. Yeah. And, um, and I went through a phase where I feel like they got hijacked at a certain, once I started getting good by other people's standards, yeah. and it was like, Hey, you shouldn't settle for this. And mm -hmm. you know, I'm honest, Marcus was a big part of that. My younger brother, he was like, mm -hmm. you could, you could like really do something with like, you should, you yeah. should be like usher famous. I never forget. He's because mm -hmm. he and my cousin that you could sing like Usher sing. And mm -hmm. I was like, that was, that was the standard. And mm -hmm. they were like, you should aspire for more. And it became this thing of for years, what took all the happiness out of singing for me was mm -hmm. being signed, whether it was to a label or to a management yeah. team. Cause it, it constantly was subjecting myself was submitting myself for judgment for other mm -hmm. people. And it was mm -hmm. like, am I good enough? Do mm -hmm. you like it enough? Am I good? Mm -hmm. And also constantly having to compare myself to everyone else. This is what's hot right now. This is what you need to be doing. Yeah. And constantly like having to forfeit my individuality to adjust mm -hmm. to whatever was in at the time. Mm -hmm. I just think that a lot of people think, again, this job has been such a blessing in that I've, get, I've gotten to see, I've gotten to see, I've gotten to see mm -hmm. one major thing that everybody gets wrong. I don't know everything, but I do know this. If you think that getting a whole bunch of people screaming your name, having a whole bunch of fans, having a whole bunch of acknowledgement is going to make you happy, mm -hmm. it's, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. You, you might actually get everything you thought you wanted mm -hmm. and realize you really feel empty as fuck. You've got I mean, we to see love doing it. We see it we all the time. We see that all the time. Right. 
all these superstars we talk about, tragic end. Well, anyways, it's a long story. But yeah, we see it all the time. You know what I mean? Even now, so, even as a coach, I'll have like people, you know, I've had to tell other people on the team, don't come to me with that. Because they'll say, do you know they're comparing you to so-and-so here, or this mm-hmm. stuff? I'm like, don't, just don't. Yeah. Like, I, I don't need that. I'm not trying to be the top of whatever list. I'm mm-hmm. living my life regardless. Unless they're threatening to kill me, then mm-hmm. please yeah, notify me right, of that. Yeah. Like, unless they're threatening to hurt yeah. me or one of my loved ones, they, yeah, please let me know. But yeah. anything short of that, I don't need that. Like, I just, yeah. I just, but I feel like it's, I feel like everybody is so desperate for proof yeah. that they're valuable and that they're worthy. Mm-hmm. They think that it's going to come from their numbers or once they get a certain amount of money or a certain car, a certain house, a certain amount of accolades, certain awards. And once they get their body right, they're seeing a lot of that because it's summer. Mm-hmm. That's not, if you don't know how to feel worthy just because you're here, yeah. then all, 1,500 Emmys not going to do it. It's not. It's not. Yeah. And so for y'all listening, for, if you want to be a performer, which is cool. I think it's yeah. a wonderful thing, and I, I totally support it. Yeah, I mean, we're performers. We, we do the same thing. even, pay us. Right, no. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if, if performance is what you want to do, then just, just try to keep your balance. Because the, performing is that. You are presenting. So, yeah, of totally. course, you know, you're, you're doing something for the entertainment, for the awareness of others. You know what I mean? But and you just have to have some balance. Between... Yes, there's still a difference between like, let me share this share with you versus, versus yeah. please tell me that I deserve right, exactly. doing this. Exactly. Like, there's still a different energy. It is. Yeah, like, and sharing a story versus like, mm-hmm. please love me. Like it's, yeah. it's a different, different energy. It is. Yeah. It is. You know, kind of like, you know, if you think of the elements and I'm, I'm sure someone's used this analogy before the sun comes out and it's, it's going to shine, you know, it's the sun, it's innate, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then the sun, then the moon comes out and the sun goes down and it comes back up or whatever. So, yeah, the perspective is so important. You know, your intent is so powerful. And it is either going to propel you and keep you sane or it's going to cause you to go down all these roads that could just really trash your mental stability. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. keep it balanced, folks. This keep is the it balanced. Episode, it is, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and um, – <laughs> yeah, we're going to go ahead and sorry, end it here. Yo. Right, right, right. But, you know, I think it's, it's funny. There was a podcast – and by the time y'all see this, um, where Eric, you couldn't make it. It was DeMarcus and I, and it was kind of long as well. So I think <laughs> uh, it's kind of a weird thing yeah. um, when it's just two of us, which is not going to be that often. I think the one-on-one feels more like a typical conversation. Right, right, maybe. right. Yeah. So, yeah. so. But y'all, y'all let us know what you think about Black is King. That's the name of it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Black is King. And then also the extra commentary that we talked about. What are your thoughts? I still got to watch it. Um, how do you feel about Pose and, you know, the nominations, the lack of nominations? Do you feel like some of them actually deserve the nomination? Yeah. Um, yeah. Not just are they amazing people, because I think they're all amazing. As, they you know, are. I, just say, I, know. I think they're all stars. I think right. they all deserve to have long careers. I think they're yeah. all going to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. I think they all have some, they're powerful women. Just not Emmy ready for acting yet. Mm-hmm. I feel in you. In my opinion. But yeah. 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 yeah, let us know how you feel about that. And, um, and for you performers out there, we know we got some singers and performers mm. and all of that. How are you maintaining your self-care and your balance between wanting to share and then, you know, appreciating being acknowledged? You know what I mean? How important is that to you? You know, so let us know your we thoughts. We all want it. Yeah. <laughs> let us know your thoughts and we will see you in the next one. Later, y'all. Peace, peace.